The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The New York Giants over the weekend denied offensive coordinator Mike Kafka the the ability to interview for the offensive coordinator position with the Seattle Seahawks. We'll talk about that and more today on this edition of the Valentine's Views podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube and subscribe across the big Blue View Radio Network wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, uh, news broke over the weekend, specifically on Saturday, that the Seattle Seahawks where Mike McDonald was recently named head coach, had asked for permission to to speak with Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka about that role in Seattle. Kafka had interviewed twice for the head coaching job in Seattle, was a finalist there, obviously didn't get the job as the Seahawks chose McDonald, former defensive coordinator of the Ravens, but they were obviously impressed with Kafka, wanted to bring him in, see if he was a match with McDonald as a potential offensive coordinator. Some thought when that news broke that the Giants might allow it to happen, but league rules allow teams to uh, to deny interviews for lateral moves to another team. The Giants ran into that a, a few times in their search for a special teams coordinator. And in this case, the Giants ultimately decided not to allow Mike Kafka to interview with the Seahawks to become their offensive coordinator. The first thing I'll say is it actually kind of makes sense if it's a job that Kafka was interested in. It makes sense for him to uh, to be interested in exploring that opportunity. In New York, he's paired with Brian Dable, who obviously has... His fingerprints on the offense is heavily involved in the offense, was a formerly successful offensive coordinator at a number of stops through uh, throughout his NFL coaching career. Some speculation that, that Dable might want to be even more heavily involved in the offense in 2024, perhaps to the point of taking play calling duty away from Mike Kafka. Now, if Kafka were to go to a place like Seattle, with a defensive-minded head coach, he wouldn't be under the thumb of an offensive-minded head coach like Brian Dable. He'd be able to install an offense that he wanted to run his way, call plays 
you know, his way, obviously under the, uh, with with the direction, with the input of, of of the head coach there, but it would be a Mike Kafka run offense. Whereas in New York, it really is a Brian Dable offense with plays called by Mike Kafka. There's obviously some Kafka input, you know, especially you know from his Kansas City days. But it really is still a Brian Dable offense. But Really, what does this mean for the New York Giants? Let's back up a little bit. Kafka was hired from Kansas City where he was quarterback's coach when Dayball came on board as head coach in 2022. Dayball and Kafka worked really well together in that first season, helped the Giants improve on offense, helped Daniel Jones have his most efficient season as an NFL quarterback, helped the Giants reach the playoffs, and win a playoff game. Things obviously did not go as well in the 2023 season. Giants finished 6-11, and finished near the bottom of the league in most offensive categories. Daniel Jones didn't play well and eventually got hurt, missed most of, uh, missed the second half of the season. I think only actually played in six games, so played about a third of the season. There were reports that there was tension between Kafka and Dable, which honestly is predictable considering Dable's background, considering that we know he's emotional, considering that that the Giants just didn't do well, and considering all of that, you know, it's not a surprise that Brian Dable would want at times to take more control or have more input into the offense. Dable had said at the end of the 2023 season that he expected Kafka to come back, that he wanted Kafka to come back, but he wouldn't commit to how the offense would run in 2024. He wouldn't commit to whether he might want to uh, to take over play calling duties in in 2024 now not allowing Kafka to interview in Seattle doesn't guarantee that Mike Kafka will call plays in 2024 we'll have to see how that plays out but to me it's an indication that Dable does not intend to take full control of the offense in 2024 if he was going to do that I don't think you would want to uh to stand in Mike Kafka's way if he wanted to try to further his career or move on to a stop where he thought it would be more beneficial for him because Dayball could take over as play caller. He could run the offense. He could easily promote quarterbacks coach Shea Tierney, who's a Dayball protege, to offensive coordinator without play calling duties. So for me... The fact that Kafka is staying and that the Giants did not allow him to interview, for me, that's an indication that at least as of now, Brian Dable does not plan to take over the uh, the reins of the offense in 2024. Now that might change, but we'll you know we'll see as we get to OTAs, as we get to training camp, as we get into the regular season. But to me, that's an indication that Mike Kafka will still be the play caller in 2024. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, let's move on to the Giants' ongoing search for a defensive coordinator. GM Joe Shane had said at the beginning of last week that he had hoped to to have that situation resolved by the end of the week. And that obviously didn't happen in the way this all played out. It seems pretty apparent that Denard Wilson, former defensive backs coach of the Baltimore Ravens was perhaps the leading candidate in the end. Wilson chose to go to the Tennessee Titans. And I just wanted to, uh, to, to offer a couple of, of thoughts on that as we sort of put a bow on the on, on the Wilson to the Giants uh, stuff that uh, that's been talked about so much. Obviously Denard Wilson had options. He chose the one that he was most comfortable with. That ended up ending up being going to the Tennessee Titans as their offensive coordinator, a place where general manager Rand Carthon, and Wilson have history, a place where with an offensive-minded head coach in, in Brian Callahan, Wilson can implement his system, which he could have also done in, in New York as well. But, you know, it's, that was the choice that Wilson made, and, and the Giants are now continuing to look for a defensive coordinator. A lot of speculation that that will end up being Giants defensive backs coach Jerome Henderson. And a couple of things came out. A a Twitter slash YouTuber who goes by the handle Authentic deserves some credit for uh, for basically getting a little bit of the story, getting a little bit of the scoopage on why Wilson ended up in Tennessee instead of New York. According to to Authentic's work, the job was Wilson's to have in New York if he wanted it. That seems pretty apparent just by the timeline of the of the way things unfolded with the Giants. It seems pretty apparent that that the Giants were waiting on Wilson's decision. One of the interesting things that was mentioned in terms of of a reason for Wilson taking the job in Tennessee rather than taking the job in New York involved Brian Dable, but it's not the whole volatility thing. And Dable yells at his coaches and he's hard to work with and all of that. It's really different. Brian Callahan is a rookie coach in Tennessee. He's a first first year coach. He'll have some rope. He'll have at least two or three years most likely to to implement his program 
to get the Titans going in the direction he wants them to go in to, to build his culture, to build his roster and all of that. And Wilson coming to New York, I think we have to face the reality that, you know, Brian Dable is entering year three and whether you want to consider him on the hot seat, entering year three or not, there's pressure on Brian Dable. Good rookie season, subpar second year, during which there was controversy. A lot of the reports about his volatility, you know, losing Wink Martindale, firing special teams coordinator Thomas McGee, firing an offensive line coach, so having to rebuild his coaching staff Lots of, of chatter that that Dable's emotional outbursts make it harder on coaches on game days, that there's there's some tension sometimes between him and head coaches, you know, behind the scenes. And listen, I'm not there. I don't know exactly what Dable's like behind the scenes. I know that he seems like a good guy. He's tight-lipped talking to media, but he seems like a good guy. He seems like a a likable man, but you know, losing can bring out the worst in people. It was a rough year for the New York Giants in 2023. And the fact of the matter is coaches with options can look at the Giants, can look at Brian Dable, and can see the potential for a one-and-done situation. If Brian Dable gets fired at the end of the 2024 season, the coordinators probably get fired. The the position coaches probably move on to new opportunities. And there's a lot of there's a lot of movement in the assistant coach and coordinator ranks, but guys want to set themselves up for the best possible opportunities for the most continuity that they can get. They don't want to put themselves in situations where they might be one and done if they can help it. So if that was part of the calculus for Denard Wilson, and if it's part of the calculus for any other coaches you know, in consideration for openings with the Giants, then that part is understandable. I think in an ideal world, the Giants do well enough in 2024. Some of the, the chatter about how hard Dable can be to work with, some of that dies down. Maybe Dable sort of, reigns in his his game day persona, his game day antics a little bit, and he moves forward into 2025 as Giants head coach. But, but I don't think anyone looking at coming to the Giants can be blamed for looking at it and not being 100% certain about the long-term future in New York. So if that played into Wilson's thinking, if that plays into the thinking of anyone else considering coming to the Giants and joining the coaching staff, then I can certainly understand that particular stance. All right. One more thing I wanted to mention today before we call it a show is that each year I have traditionally over the last few years started to do Sunday mock drafts in the the last two to three months leading up to the NFL draft. 
did my first New York Giants simulated mock draft on Sunday. Three-round mock draft. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. If you haven't, please go back and take a look at it. I've gotten you know mixed reaction to the selections in the mock. It's wide receiver at one. It's offensive line, defensive line in round two. And there's a quarterback taken in round three. I'm not going to to give to give away who I took in the event that you guys haven't seen it yet, but please drop by Big Blue View and and do that if you if you haven't and and drop a comment you know join the community drop a comment if you uh, if you aren't already part of the community there, but uh, a little bit of a surprise for me with the first pick just in the you know it's a simulator things don't always go the way that that you expect them to go but I just. I thought this was an interesting scenario for the Giants. And and that's what I'm trying to do here with these mock drafts. I'm not trying to be right, you know, almost three months before the draft is held, two and a half months, whatever it is, before the draft is held. I'm trying to paint scenarios, look at options, create some discussion about prospects, get to know prospects a little bit better. That's my aim with these mock drafts. Each one, each Sunday will be different. Might use a different simulator each time just to uh, to give us to give myself a different group of prospects or at least a slightly different group of prospects to look at each time I do one of these mocks. So I hope you guys enjoy that. I hope you guys stop by Big Blue View each and every Sunday morning leading up to the draft to uh, to check out what I do uh, what I do in 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 that week's mock. All right Giants fans, that's our show for today. Thank you as always for listening. Please stay safe out there. Take care of each other and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.